Hello, everyone. Welcome to Summit Church Fenton. I'm so glad you've joined me today, and I look forward to sharing the Word of God with you. Over the last many weeks, I've been conducting a series on the spirit realm, and I've had much to say about it, and my goal was just to make everybody aware that there really is a spirit realm. It's it's very real, and unfortunately, so many people, including Christians, are just unaware of the spirit realm. And so uh, hopefully over the last many weeks, we've made you aware of it, that it's very real, and you've hopefully learned some things about it. And I want to conclude the series today. And uh, uh, of course, we started out talking about God, God is a spirit, then we talked about human beings, and human beings are spirit beings, possessed souls live in physical bodies, and then we talked about the holy angels, our spirit beings, and we talked then about uh, uh, Lucifer who becomes who became Satan and a fallen angel and how he drew a third of the angels with him. And we talked about demons and we've been spending, uh, we spent the last several weeks on demons. And uh, the reason that I've taken the time to talk about the devil and demons is that the Bible says that if we're uh, ignorant of the devil's devices and if we're ignorant of him and how he operates, then he can take advantage of us. And again, I want to say it, I spend the majority of my time running with the Lord and teaching about about God and, and the Father, the Son, the Lord Jesus, and the Holy Spirit and other Bible topics. But every once in a while, we need to take take some time and look at the devil and see how he operates. The Bible says that he is our adversary he goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And we need to be sure that we're one of those people he can't devour. And the only way that's going to happen is if we understand some things about him, how he operates, and we understand some things about the authority that we have in the name of Jesus and that we can resist the devil. The Bible says steadfast in the faith and we can see him flee from us as we resist him in Jesus' name. So anyway... Uh, so that's why I've been teaching on, on, on the devil and demons specifically over the last several weeks. But, uh, want to conclude this series, uh, t- today and then we'll pick up and, and, and go in, uh, uh, another direction next week. Although, um, I, I think what I'm going to do next week in case, uh, you follow me regularly, just so you can be aware, I think I'm going to talk about realms of authority and, uh, and you see, we have authority in the name of Jesus, but, but you know, a lot of times people are rebuking the devil and, and are rebuking a storm or whatever, and uh, whatever the case, and, and, and you see no results. It's because people don't understand the, the realms of authority. Uh, you know, we can't, we, we have authority in the name of Jesus, but we have to realize that, that, that we don't have authority just everywhere and at all times like, uh, like, like we might think. So, uh, I'm going to be talking about that next week, and I think it'll be helpful to you. But with that in mind, let's finish uh, this series on on the spirit realm. And uh, uh, of course, last week uh, I talked about uh, several different things, and uh, we concluded last week talking about the maniac of Gadara. Had a lot of interesting things to say uh, about that situation, and learned a lot from from uh, when Jesus cast that legion of demons out of that maniac, and he wound up as the evangelist of Decapolis. But uh, notice here in Mark, the ninth chapter, a situation, uh, one of the saddest things that, that I can find in all of the Bible, a situation where uh, a person brought their son to the disciples 
to representatives of the Lord Jesus Christ. And these, these representatives, these, these apostles, could not help this individual. It's very sad when the world comes to the church. The world comes to a minister looking for help and, and the church or a minister is helpless uh, to help a person that's looking for help. Very sad. Let's look at this here. Mark the ninth chapter, 14th verse. And when he came to the disciples. Now Jesus had been up on the Mount of Transfiguration with Peter, James, and John. And they'd come down from that mountain and he comes to the other disciples. He saw a great multitude around them and scribes disputing with them. Immediately when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed and running to him to Jesus, greeted him and asked, and he asked the scribes. Now Jesus asked the scribes, what are you discussing with them? So Jesus wanted to know what, what they were, what they were talking about. And by the way, see Jesus, he's God in the flesh. Absolutely. But he wasn't operating as God. He was operating as a man. Anointed by the Holy Spirit, that's why he would have had. That's why he asked him what they were discussing. He, if he was operating as God, he wouldn't have to ask that that question, would he? Now, anyway, but so he is God, but he was operating for that 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 uh, thirty three and a half years on the earth. He was operating as a man, and the last three and a half years, a man anointed by the Holy Ghost. Glory to God! And uh, as you can see in Acts ten thirty eight, but he says, "What are you discussing with them?" Then one of the crowd answered and said, "Teacher, I brought you my son." who has a mute spirit. Now, uh, uh, and, and whenever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. Now, now, now you think about that. Whenever it seizes him, now this, this demonic spirit, uh, he calls it a mute spirit, seizes him, his son, throws him down, foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. Now, see, that's what that demon was doing to this young boy. Now, it's interesting, uh, Matthew's account of this, and remember, you have to, many of the Bible account, many of the Bible stories, uh, real events really happened, uh, you know, there, a lot of times they're recorded not only in Matthew, but in Mark and Luke, and sometimes in John as well. John covers some things that the other three don't. There's one gospel, but four different accounts. If you want to get the whole picture of what happened in a story, you got to look at all, uh, all of the, uh, gospel accounts and read it in all the gospel accounts to get the full picture. But, uh, Matthew says that this guy said to the Lord, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic. And suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. Uh, now, was the demon driving him to do that? Very possibly. Could it be that the boy wanted free from the demon and was, I, I mean, I don't know, but it was a bad situation, what was going on. Think about, you know, a lot of times we read these Bible stories and we just read over them so quickly. But you think, I think about that woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years. That's a long time to bleed, isn't it? Essentially, that was a menstrual cycle that wouldn't stop. That's from my study of it. You think about that. Sit, she's sitting in blood, laying in blood, 12 years all the time. You think about that. And uh, some of the things that these people went through, we, 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 we need to just stop sometimes and think about, you know, like the woman with the issue of blood had suffered many things and many physicians, had spent all that she had was... 
nothing better, but rather grew worse. Think about that, what she was going through. But when she heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment, for she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall behold. And immediately when she touched him, the fountain of her blood was dried up. She felt in her body she was healed of that plague. Glory to God. Isn't that exciting? But think about 12 years of bleeding and sought all kinds of medical help. Thank God for medical help. I believe in good hospitals, good doctors, good medicines, but sometimes they can't help you. Thank God the power of God's available. Hallelujah. And, uh, and But this guy here, he's, his son's in, in trouble and, uh, and being driven into the fire, into the water for whatever reason, that, that demon was driving him and terrible. Luke's account says this. Uh, the guy said it this way, and behold, the spirit seizes him and he suddenly cries out. Now, apparently, uh, now from my study of it, it, it doesn't appear that this, this, this demon was manifesting himself all the time, but would, would manifest in this boy and had a hold of him. And when he'd manifest, he would foam at the mouth, uh, get thrown down, gnashing his teeth body becoming rigid, like, like rigor mortis set in, you know, uh, uh, running into the fire and into the water and, uh, convulsing, crying out, foaming at the mouth. And it departs from him with great difficulty, bruising him. So, so it apparently, apparently this thing, at least from this father's observation, this demon would come and go, but this bad situation. It wasn't always in manifestation in this boy, but it was. It's, it, it, I, I, you know, anyway, it's bad. Is bad thing. So he brings him, this boy, this father brings his boy to the disciples. Now Jesus is up on a mountain with Peter, James, and John. So this guy brings him to the disciples, and they could not cast it out. They couldn't help this guy. And I think that is one of the saddest things in all the Bible. When the world turns to the church, the world turns to the believers, the world turns to preachers. And for they, they need help. They need, they need the power of God. And they find no help. That's why you need to be in a church that, that flows with the power of God. In line, in balance, balanced church, in line with the word of God. Uh, and I've talked about that with you over the last several weeks. You need to have a church. No, you don't need to go to, church, to a church where they're focusing on the devil all the time. But you don't want to go to one where they don't think, they think the devil doesn't even exist. You know, or, or, or oh yeah, we've got, we believe in all the gifts of the spirit, but they're never in operation. There's something wrong somewhere, guys. They're... You know, church, a New Testament book of Acts church, they flowed in line with the apostles' doctrine and the power of God would manifest and people be healed, demons be cast out, you know, when the need arose. That's the kind of church you want to be part of. And uh, But they couldn't cast it out. Verse 19, Jesus answered and said, now this is uh, Mark 9, 9, Mark 9, 19. Oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Thank God when the, when the ministers can't help you, Jesus can. Glory to God. I tell you, he's able to help. And, uh, and they brought the boy to him. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed this kid, convulsed him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. Now, it's, again, stop and just, just don't read over that real quick. Let's just think about what was going on there. Now, think about that. And, uh, 
Just think about that. I'm going to read it again. And, and when this boy was brought to Jesus, he saw him, the spirit convulsed him. He fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. And he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? Well, there again, see, Jesus you know, was God, but he wasn't operating as God. He was operating as a man in his humanity. He didn't know the answer to that question. He had to ask question. He asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. So somewhere or another, this, this demon got in there from childhood. Now, evidently, I guess this guy's probably a young adult at this point. This has been going on for a while from childhood. And often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. So here it brings it out. This demon was doing it, was throwing him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. For, for whatever reason, I don't know, but that the demon was driving him to it, to commit suicide. There, there it is again. The devil tried to uh, get us to destroy ourselves. Uh, but the devil was behind it. Demon was behind it. And it said that he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water. See, a moment ago I was questioning that, why that was happening. But you just read the Bible, answered the question. There it is. But they said, but if you, he says to Jesus, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Well, Jesus is full of compassion and he's got the power. He's going to, he's fixing to help him. Glory to God. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Now, very important here, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, okay, so, I mean, you can preach, you can preach, a long time on verse 39. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. You think about that. One of the greatest verses in the Bible. Anyway, the father cries out with tears. I believe. Help my unbelief. When Jesus saw the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit saying to it. Saying to it. Now, he didn't speak to the boy. He spoke to the spirit. And he says, deaf and dumb spirit. And he calls it a deaf and dumb spirit. I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly and came out of him. And he became, the boy now becomes as one dead. So that many said he is dead. Now you think about that. So Jesus doesn't speak to the boy he speaks to the unclean spirit. He rebuked it and said, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you come out of him and enter him no more. The spirit cries out. He cried out through the boy's mouth, vocal cords, no doubt, convulsed him greatly, the boy. So the spirit's causing this, the demon spirit, and came out of him and he became as one dead. Many said he's dead, but Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he arose. And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? That's a good question. And they wanted to know. Now, if you, if you look at Matthew 17, verse 20, we'll just hold your place here in in Mark 9, but Matthew 17, verse 20, 
Jesus tells them point blank. He said, Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, because of your unbelief, because of your unbelief. You can see how important believing is, uh, you know, and, and being in the healing ministry for, you know, three decades, ministering to multitudes of people over that time, uh, you know, there, there's, you get to flowing in the power of God. One thing I can tell you from years of experience and it's backed up with the word of God is, is, you know, the, 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 the minister, uh, ha, has, has to be, you know, uh, how do I want to say, flowing in the power of God. I like what Brother Hagen said years ago. He talked about empty hands on empty heads. And one reason so many people don't get healed is that the preacher's hands are not full of the power of God, empty hands. And 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 uh, the people that are coming up, you know, empty heads, what he meant by that is there's no faith on their part. But I tell you what, if you get a minister that's flowing in the power of God, and you get somebody that comes to that minister. Now, the minister can't heal them, but they're flowing in the power of God. And you get somebody comes to them that, that's in faith and they're believing God. I tell you what, the connection will be made. The healing power of God will flow and uh, people get healed and set free. Absolutely. If there's demons present, those demons will leave and people get healed and set free. Absolutely. But here you have a situation where, you know, the disciples hear these nine disciples because Peter, James, and John was with Jesus up on the mountain. They didn't have, they were, they, he said, because of your unbelief. So there was no, the, the power of God will not flow through doubt and unbelief. Power of God is much like electricity and, and certain things will conduct it and certain things won't. The power of God won't flow through doubt and unbelief. It just, just, unless God just sovereignly overrides it like he did a couple times in scripture, by and large, the, the power of God will not flow through doubt and unbelief. Do you know the majority of the people that got healed in the Bible under Jesus' ministry, the Bible said, mentioned it was their faith, their faith, their faith. Jesus told people, your faith has made you well. Now, it was the power of God, all right, but their faith drew the power of God. And uh, and so these d- disciples, I mean, the power, they, they, the power of God just won't flow through doubt and unbelief. But if you get somebody... It's like electricity. It won't flow through rubber, but I tell you what, it'll, it'll flow through a, through, you know, like if you're out there with a, with a golf club or a, a, a steel shaft or something. I mean, the power, of God, the, 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 you know, the electricity, you don't want to be outside with a golf club or an umbrella, you know, in a lightning storm because that, that metal will conduct that, that, that electricity and it can, it can do, it can knock you on. It, well, you don't want to do it, but, uh, it could kill you. But, uh, but, but certain things will conduct electricity. Certain things will conduct the power of God. We'll get to it in a minute. Cloth. Cloth can hold the power of God. We'll get to that, that in a minute. But, uh, certain things will conduct the anointing and certain things won't. But doubt and unbelief, just the anointing will, <laughs> will flow through that. The anointing is the power of God. I've felt the anointing many times over the years. I, I, I have many times. And, and it, 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 it it, not all the time, but on, on certain occasions, I felt it. It feel, I tell you what it feels like. It feels like electricity. If sometimes it feels like heat, but uh, it feels like electricity. I don't know how else to, you know, have you ever touched like a, a you know, an outlet and get, it, it feels much like that. Or sometimes it feels like, like, like heat. Uh, but, but it, 
It won't, it won't flow through doubt and unbelief. I tell you what, I'll tell you for sure. I've laid my hands on multitudes of people over the years, and there's a lot of them. They, they came in faith, and boy, the power of God flowed, but there's others. Man, I tell you what, it'd been like, it's more, I'd done, done better laying my hands on an over refrigerator freezer because there was no, no, no belief at all in them whatsoever, and the power of God wouldn't flow, and it was just, you know, <laughs> like on empty heads, you know. Uh, but, uh, but you can have empty hands on empty heads, or you can have any combination thereof. But here you had a situation. This guy, Jesus, Jesus told the man, you, if you can believe, all things are possible. But it's clear from Matthew 17, 20, why couldn't we cast him out because of your unbelief? And, uh, and then, uh, if you would, so the disciples, they were, unbelief jesus said it but look right here at mark 9 verse 29 then he said to them this kind and actually it would read like this this species of demon so you know there's different kinds of demons we taught you that in an earlier session there's principalities powers rulers of the darkness of this age spiritual hosts of wickedness in in uh, uh heavenly places not not talking about heaven itself but in the atmospheric realm there's different levels of demons absolutely and uh and and the devil satan he would uh would rule over them and and whatnot but uh there's different kinds of demonic power there certainly uh is and he said this kind so this particular species of demon as from my study of it, can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Now, if you read into this and study it a little bit, some Bibles uh, don't include that verse at all. And uh, others leave out the and fasting part, but some put it in, uh, put the prayer and fasting in. Some Bibles leave the prayer in. It goes back to the original text and whatnot. But uh, uh, now, now I'll, I'll just tell you this. The power that's in the name of the Lord Jesus will certainly uh, run, run the devil out. There's no question about that. But, uh, you know, from my study of it, from the Word of God and just many years of ministry, uh, I, I've watched uh, a good deal of ministers use the name of Jesus and seemingly nothing. I'm talking on people that came in faith and it just seemed like like like, like nothing, nothing happened. And... Uh, uh, like right here, these disciples couldn't cast the demon out. Jesus said it was because of their unbelief. And then he said, but this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting, which would indicate. Now, even though that, 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 and fasting part, like I said, some Bibles leave the, that verse out. Some leave the and fasting out, but, and leave the prayer in. But what does prayer indicate? It indicates an, uh, a dedication to the Lord. And, uh, and, from my experience and and from all I've studied over the years, it, it would appear to me because because I've watched people, like I said, call the name of Jesus over people and nothing happened. And and we saw it last week with those seven sons of Sceva in the book of Acts. They called the name of Jesus over people who had demons and nothing happened. And, it, and part of that, the main part of it, they weren't born again themselves. Absolutely, and that, and, and remember the demon said, Paul, I, Jesus, I know Paul, I know, but who are you? So they weren't even born again, those seven sons of Sceva. But, uh, but I've watched believing ministers already, you know, uh, uh, try, try to, you know, minister the healing power of God and just nothing was, was flowing. And, uh, what I'm trying to get at is this. Jesus said this kind can, can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. There, you know, there, is dedication to the Lord is so important. 
And being a person of prayer is so important. And being a person of dedication, as I said. And I can see these disciples. Now, where was Jesus? He was up on the Mount of Transfiguration with Peter, James, and John. But these guys here, I can see prayerlessness. Prayerlessness, doubt, unbelief. And Jesus said to them, this kind, this species of demon, this particular kind, uh, you know, uh, you're going to have to, you know, yes, obviously use the name of Jesus. Jesus gave the, the disciples authority in his name, authority to cast out demons in his name, certainly. But, uh, but from his own words here, it would indicate to me that there, there's a part, there's a dedication plays a part in it on the part of the minister. He's got to be flowing in faith and belief, but, but also uh, be a person of prayer. And, uh, and, and from my study of it, that, that prayer, even though the and fasting part may not be in the original, the prayer can be established and, and that shows a dedication on the part of the minister. And it's so important uh, that uh, the, the, the minister has to be living right. I tell you what, I just I, I've heard a lot of good ministers who, who've had a deliverance ministry, if you will, and and uh, uh, dealt with demonic power uh, a lot. I heard Brother Hagen say this. I heard Lester Summerall say this. And they said, uh, you know, if you want to have any success in in, in uh, exercising authority over the devil and demons, you're going to have to live right. And uh, yes, it's the power in the name of Jesus. Yes, it drives a demon out. But you can see from what Jesus said here, these disciples, they couldn't get this demon out. And, you know, he said it was because of their unbelief. But he said you also, there needs to be a prayerful prayerfulness about your life of prayer and dedication and consecration and again i heard brother hagan who i excellent minister of the gospel and uh lester summerall excellent minister say if you want to have any any success in dealing with the demons and dealing with demons and whatnot you're going to have to live right yourself and uh and you know uh uh it's just it's just very very true we're going to have to to, to live right Going to have to live right. Because you see, if you're not living right, think about this. If a minister or any believer is not living right, let's say there's gossip or let's say there's lying, cheating, stealing or some kind of sexual sin or whatever. Really in that, in that way, they're, they're, they're yielding themselves to the devil. And so since yielding, you see a lot of people think of the sexual sins, but did you know if you're a gossip, if you're a backbiter or a liar, you're yielding yourself to the devil. You really are. And, and, uh, uh, so you can't turn around and go over here and, and, and exercise authority over the devil if you're submitting to him over here. So you're going to have to live right. And, uh, if you want to have any success in, in casting out demons, uh, uh, it just, it, I think the Bible bears it out. Uh, well, praise God. But, you know, uh, uh, I was thinking about something that happened to me many years ago. And uh, I, I was 16 years old at the time. I remember it because I had just gotten my my driver's license. And uh, my uh, one of my grandmas had gotten up in years, and she was in a certain uh, uh, nursing home the last, I guess, about year and a half of her life. And my mother and I would go over and see her, and uh, we'd go over, I don't know, a couple times a week and uh, visit her. And uh, my mom would go more. I'd go maybe once every week or so maybe every two weeks. But um, I remember 
word had come to me uh, that there was a, another resident in there. I guess she was probably in her early 70s. Now, my grandma was up around 88, 89, 90. But this other, this other resident there was probably, I guess, in her late 60s, early 70s. And uh, wasn't altogether in her right mind, but she was going around harassing people in the in the home and going in their rooms and just going through their drawers and things like that and saying vile things to people and and uh, so anyway, I was aware of that and one of the uh, uh, aides pointed this woman out to me some weeks prior. So I remember I was over there with my mom visiting my grandma in her room. And it's just my grandma, my mom, and me in the room. And I noticed, I walked, I was standing in the in the doorway, and I looked down the hall, and I saw this woman that coming down the hall. And so she came in, I'll never forget this, she came in the room, and I was 16 years old, and I had just learned about, you know, that we had authority in the name of Jesus. That's about all I knew over over demons. That's about all I knew, 16 years old. And I'm standing there, and this woman comes in the room, and she starts going through my grandma's drawer and saying some vile things. And, 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 and I'm over standing, I don't know, I was probably about, about 10 feet away from her. And I just, now my, my grandma's laying in the bed and my mom's sitting side of the bed. And I, and I remember under, nobody could have heard me out loud. I just said, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I take authority over you. I command you to leave this room. That's all, that's all I said. No more than I said that, this woman stopped dead still and turned and looked at me with bugged out eyes. I, I hair stand up on the back of my neck. And she like growled at me and with a growling voice said, we don't want to leave. We, see, we don't want to leave, uh, but we have to leave because you told us to. And we're not afraid of you, but we're afraid of the one who backs you up and out she went. And I mean, in that growl, and she said it in that growling voice, I tell you what, again, my spider sense was tingling. I'm 16 years old. And my mom, you know, my mom and my grandma, they didn't know what to make of it. Not that woman went. And uh, I tell you what, but you know what? I was 16 years old. I didn't know too much about spiritual things, but I knew that there was power in the name of the Lord Jesus. And listen to what those demons said to me. They said they weren't afraid of me. Well, no, they're not afraid of me, but they were afraid of the one who was backing me up. And who's backing me up? Jesus, glory to God. And when I use the name of Jesus, they had to leave. Glory to God. And they left and praise God forevermore. So there's just another testimony of these things are real. But go to Acts, the 16th chapter. So we need to be believing, we need to be people of prayer, and when the devil rears his ugly head, we take the name of Jesus and run him out, resist him, steadfast in the faith, run him out. Now look at, uh, run the devil and demons out, look at Acts 16. Now it happened as we went to prayer, now now let's move over here and, and conclude this up by talking about uh, the Apostle Paul, say a few things here, Acts the 16th chapter, 16th verse, it happened as we went to prayer. Now this is Paul and, and, and Luke is writing this and the company that was with Paul uh, and uh, uh, I guess it was Silas with him, I think. Anyway, as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl, now notice this, a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination. Now she, she was or a fortune teller and she had a real, for real demon in her. Now you know most fortune tellers, now back years ago, 
I guess it was in the 80s, they'd had come on television and you could call up and talk to a psychic. Don't ever do that. Whatever you do, don't do that. Uh, I remember I was with my wife some months back and we went up to, uh, I guess it was Grafton, Illinois, went on a day trip and we were walking along and there was this little building there and it had uh, uh, a sign out front. You could go in there and they'd you know read your palm and tell your fortune. Don't go into a place like that. Whatever you do, stay out of it. But here's the thing. Most of those places are just fake. They, they just really are. <clears throat> uh, but some of them are, <laughs> there really are demons yeah, in, in, involved. And, and you know, you just, you don't want to go into the fake ones. Uh, <laughs> but you sure don't want to go into any of them because you never know. There could be for real demons going on in there. And just, uh, you remember, uh, uh, over in the Old Testament, remember Saul? King Saul, when he had, uh, he backslid and got away from the Lord and he, uh, and uh, Samuel had died and he needed to hear from God. Remember that? And, uh, and, and God was angry with him and God wasn't talking to him anymore and wasn't talking to him through prophets or any other means. And so, uh, and Samuel had died and he needed, he all, God always had spoken to him through Samuel and, and, and Saul needed to hear from God. God wasn't talking to him. And, uh, and so remember he said to his assistants, he said, uh, he said, I'll put it in my own words. He said, uh, he said, get me a witch. Uh, he might not have said it that way, but he said it, put it another way, get me a for real one. He said, get me a woman with a spirit of divination. That's what he was looking for. Uh, for re- he wanted the for real. You know, there's a lot of fake stuff that goes on, but there's real stuff too. Absolutely. And on, on the, on the, on the side of light and on the side of darkness. And just like there's fake preachers, there's real people. There's real, real, there's real preachers. There's for real preachers. There's a lot of charlatans, a lot of fake preachers. The Bible says that even the ministers of Satan can, uh, uh, pre- present themselves as ministers of righteousness. So there's a lot of fake ministers. I tell you what, there's a lot of real ones that are good and powerful under the anointing of God. Same thing's true on the side of darkness. There's a lot of charlatans and, and crazy stuff that is not real, but there's, there's the demon, the demon world is, the world of demons very real. And, uh, and, and that's what Saul wanted. He said, he told his assistants, get me, essentially get me a, get me a for real, uh, fortune teller, one that really does have a demon spirit. And, uh, you can read that in the Old Testament. But this girl had a for real spirit of divination, met us, who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. And by the way, like, don't ever go to a seance, but, you know, uh, sometimes, uh, at those seances, from what I've studied over the years, and, and they supposedly people go there to, t- to contact someone who's who's died and whatnot, and uh, want to talk to their deceased loved one. And sometimes those 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 mediums, see, they're called mediums, like a medium between the natural realm and spirit realm. Will they'll start telling those people things about uh, their you know aunt 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 Joan or their uncle Fred or whatever, and 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 it'll astound people because they'll think it's really their 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 the parted loved one that's talking, but no, it's not. It's a familiar, it's what, what's known as a familiar spirit, demon spirit. See, when people die, their spirit leaves the, leaves the earth. Their spirit leaves their body, leaves the earth. If they're saved, they go to heaven. If they're lost, they don't know Jesus, they go to hell. But, but, and the Bible forbids trying to contact the dead, absolutely. And, uh, uh, but, but, uh, you know, uh, when someone dies, their spirit leaves, uh, the earth and goes to heaven if they know Jesus, to hell if they don't. But there's spirits that know that person and know what that person, 
you know, how they operated and those things that only that person could have known. And then they'll, if you got a medium that's in a seance is really for real, then they'll start telling people things by that familiar spirit. And I tell you what, it freaks people out. You don't want to deal with any of that stuff. The Bible forbids it. But uh, be that as it may, this girl said all that to say this. She really had a, a, a spirit of divination, a demon spirit, and brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. Now, her masters didn't care anything about her. They just cared about the money. This girl, now watch this, followed Paul and us. Now, what does that tell me? The girl herself wanted to be free, but she was bound by a demon. Absolutely. Because the girl herself is following Paul. Now, we'll get into this next week as I begin talking about realms of authority. But when people came in, you remember I gave you some uh, testimonies of how people got set free of the devil at, at Summit Church over the years. See, those people came in to a place where I had authority. Absolutely. And I could deal with those demons in that setting. But now if I had run into them in a place where I didn't have authority, it could have been and may well have been a whole different story. You can't get somebody free if they don't want to be free. But when those people came in to where I had authority, then I could take that authority and deal with the devil and run him out. See, we'll talk more about that as we, as we go next week. But this girl, see, she wanted to be set free. You can see that she's following the man of God, Paul and us. But uh, but she's bound by, by for real devil, real demon, one devil, many demons. So she's got a spirit of divination, a familiar spirit, see, fortune telling spirit. This is bad stuff. And uh, but she follows Paul in us and cries out, saying, "These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation." Now that's right. What's being said, certainly. But she did it for many days. But Paul greatly annoyed. So. You know, even though what she was saying was right, do you want to get your publicity from the devil? Absolutely not. And it it it, it was annoying uh, Paul, and perhaps it could be, now I don't know, I'm just speculating here, but it could be that when he got up to preach the gospel, she might have been crying that out, and even though what she was saying was right, but it might have been at the wrong time. I know, like I said last week, during that, quote-unquote laugh and revival that started out of God and got got off track. But there's people up laughing and cackling and going on when, when the minister's trying to preach the Word of God. Now, you know, there, there's something wrong there. So what, because people have asked me over the years, why, you know, well, what was wrong with that? She was saying the right stuff. They do proclaim the way of salvation, yeah. But again, you want to get your publicity from the devil? And not only that, it was being done in such a way, and we can conclude that it was annoying. I remember uh, many years back, way, way back, many, many years ago, had a lady that attended the church and attended for quite some time. She'd come in and uh, no more than there was a lull in the service, she'd start uh, speaking out in tongues. And, uh, and, and, and this she did for many days. She did this for many, for, for, I guess many months, many, it went on quite a while. And, uh, uh, I, you know, I, I, I should have dealt with it sooner than what I did, but I, I was always slow to, I certainly do nothing to embarrass anybody publicly unless they, they, they absolutely needed it. And I, and I don't think I ever really had to do that. But uh, this went on for quite some time. And, uh, and whenever she'd give those tongues out, it was just, it was just, ugh, you know, and, and then I just, there was never really, in, you know, interpretation to them. I, 
I don't know, maybe some people that got in the flesh and interpreted it, but it wasn't of the Holy Ghost. And I, 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 if I had to do it over, I'd have dealt with it sooner than what I did. But it, it didn't happen every week, but it happened periodically over a several year period. And, and, uh, I just moved the service on and I should have dealt with it differently than what I did. I should have dealt with it privately sooner than what I did. But, 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 and, and I have church members, uh, would come to me and say, you know, when she starts that up, it just, the hair raises up on the back of my neck. And anyway, so finally, I, I pulled her aside. I should have done it sooner, but I pulled her aside privately. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, I didn't have her in the office, me and her alone. I didn't do that. But I pulled her off aside, like in the hall where nobody else could hear. And uh, I, I told her, I said, uh, I said, uh, uh, you need to not not give that out unless I uh, unless I call on you. And I wasn't ever going to call on her. Well, she didn't like that too much. And then, uh, I don't know, about two weeks later, I remember I was standing there. She came up, tapped me on the shoulder, wanted to give out tongues. And I, I wouldn't let her do it. And said, no, just go back. And, you know, this is while the worship was going on. She said, I think I got a message from the Lord. Can I give it out? And I said, no, nope, just, just hold it. And eventually she left. And so found out later, though, she was in all kinds of having an affair and all kinds of stuff. And it was, but you see, you know, what 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 am I trying to say? This uh, person here with this spirit of divination, it was uh, greatly annoying the Apostle Paul. And uh, and then notice what he did. He turned and said to the spirit. Now, he didn't say to the girl. He said to the spirit, to the demon spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. Glory to God. Isn't that wonderful? And when her master saw that their hope of profit was gone, now they got, they got, they got a, they got a woman that, that, that familiar spirit's gone. She can't, she can't tell anybody's fortune anymore. They seized Paul and Silas, dragged them into, into the marketplace to the authorities, and they wound up in prison. That's a, that's sad too. Paul did something good and got persecuted for it, but that's just, it is what it is. But anyway, just another situation here that not only did Jesus cast out demons, but you see the uh, you see the apostle Paul doing it. And by the way, in Acts the nineteenth chapter, just thought I'd throw this in. Uh, that was Acts sixteen, but look at Acts nineteen and how God. Notice verse eleven: how God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. I'm just teaching this to make you aware that the spirit realm is very real. So that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them. And the evil spirits went out of them. Glory to God. Remember I told you that the power of God can be held in cloth. Absolutely. And and, and it, it, you see it with the Apostle Paul. We've had some tremendous testimonies about how the power of God, uh, upon occasion as I was led by the Holy Spirit, we'd lay hands on, on handkerchiefs. And uh, uh, we'd leave them up on the platform. We never made any charge for them. You get a minister making charge for... Uh, prayer clause, don't, you don't make a charge for the power of God. And by the way, while I'm on it, don't ever send in money to a preacher that's advertised and giving away anointing water or anointing oil. That, those are charlatans. Don't fool with those people. Uh, but, but no, no, I don't, we never made no charge for anything. We just lay the clause up on the platform and, uh, people come get them. And some interesting testimonies real quickly. Uh, the one lady came up and got a prayer cloth. She was going to take it home. 
after we released the power of God into him, she was going to take it home to her husband who had a back problem. But she had a problem in her neck. And she, she came up there and, uh, it just, she, she gave this testimony. Just as she grabbed a hold of one of the claws, the, the power of God ran up like electricity. She said, like heat ran up her arm, hit her in the, in the neck or the shoulder, instantly healed her. <laughs> Praise God. Isn't that exciting? And, uh, and we've had these claws taken to pe- terminal patients in the hospital and, and, and they've been healed. Testimonies have come. And, uh, uh the one I'm thinking of that the couple came up, and their uh, their their son was backslid, running from the Lord, and uh, and he'd come visit at their house. He was grown grown uh, you know grown man, probably in his in his thirties, but he whatever thirties thirty five whatever. But he was backslid, and uh, but he'd come over to their house. And he'd sleep in his room, you know, that he grew up in. But they took one of these prayer claws and stuck it in between the mattresses, you know, under or I guess it was under the the, the sheet under the, the the mattress cover. He didn't know that was that cloth was in there. And they, for some reason they did. I don't know why they did it. They just did it. It is interesting. They they gave me the testimony. They said that he he'd go when they put that cloth in there. He'd get in that bed and he couldn't stay in it very long. He'd get up and go sleep on the couch. And he did that several times. He couldn't stay in that bed. See, he was running running from the power of God. The power of God is in that bed. See, these things are very real. They they really 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 are. And many other testimonies I could give you, but for the sake of time. Uh, praise God. Thank God for the power of God. So, so let me close this up. Hey, look, look at, uh, look at Revelation chapter 18, verse two. I'm going to read this in the NIV. Again, just teaching this to make you aware that these things are real. Maybe whet your appetite a little bit to study about the spirit realm. But look at Revelation and these things didn't happen all the time, just periodically over the years. I'm giving you the highlights all at one time. So it looks like these things happened all the time, but, but they didn't. But anyway, Revelation 18.2 says, uh, With a mighty voice he shouted, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a home for demons and a haunt for every evil spirit, a haunt for every unclean and detestable bird. A haunt. Now, people ask me, they want to know about, you know, haunted houses and things like that. A haunt. Well, uh, let me just say a few things. First of all, uh, it's interesting. I, I'll tell you two haunted house experiences that I dealt with, but but I have in my notes here to mention this. But you remember that movie, The Exorcist? And by the way, don't ever watch that. And I would recommend not watching any horror movies. Just stay away from those things because when you watch those things, you can open up your your home. You can open up your 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 soul, your spirit, your body to demonic power. So don't watch horror movies and don't watch The Exorcist and those kinds of things. Stay away from those sorts of things. Just just stay away from them. But that that's that movie The Exorcist was based on a real uh uh story, a real event that happened in St. Louis where I where I live. I live in the Fenton area suburb of St. Louis, Missouri. But um but that was based The Exorcist was based on a true story. It wasn't a girl, it was a boy. And uh he he was at the Election Brothers Hospital. I think that's closed down now. But uh, but the reason I bring it up is I had a man that attended my church for many years. He used to work down there before I guess they closed it down. I don't even know. It may be torn down. But anyway, but he worked down there and uh, there was a certain floor that they had closed off where this exorcism had taken place. And he worked there some years after that happened. And he told me, he said... He said, Pastor Terry, he said, he said, I, 
I don't, he said, I don't ever want to go near that floor. I think when he worked there, they still had that area, I, I think closed off is what he told me. But he said, I don't want to go near that. I don't want to go around that. He said, put it in my own words now. He said, you know, my spider sense start tingling. My hair stand up on the back of my neck. I tell you what, just like you can feel the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, a lot of times I sense his presence. I'll start weeping and crying and just, just, but I tell you what, you can also sense the power of the demonic world. And I tell you what, the, the main thing is with that is fear. That's the devil. The devil operates, the demons operate with fear. And I tell you what, it's, it, and, uh, hair stand up on the back of your neck. And that's what he said, uh, happened, uh, to him whenever he got around that area. So these things are very real, but talking about a haunted house, yeah, I, I, I think houses can be absolutely. Now, it's not the, the spirit of the people that used to live in the house. Cause like I said, when those people die, if they're born again, know Jesus, they go to heaven, their spirit goes to heaven, body goes in the grave, spirit goes to heaven. If they're not saved, don't know Jesus, body goes in the grave, but their spirit goes to hell. So they're not here on the earth anymore. But, but, uh, demonic spirits, I'm convinced can, uh, can can dwell in houses, and the Bible says it here in Babylon that that city uh, it became a haunt. Absolutely, I remember there was a, a person that uh, approached me years ago, and uh, his uh, dad attended our church, and, uh, and and his stepmom attended our church for years and years and years. But he approached me, and he had uh, he had bought a house, as I recall. And, uh, he, he had rented it out and he said that the, uh, 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 the tenants had called him on the phone and said they heard rapping, they heard rapping on the walls at night, rapping on the walls at night, scaring the living daylights out of them. And he came to me and he said, I think that it's demonic. He says pretty clear. He said, can you help me? And I said to him, well, I can if you give me the authority. See the realms of authority. Now, if he hadn't given me the authority, I couldn't have helped him. But uh, we'll talk about this more next week. Very interesting. Realms of authority. You don't want to miss it. Start on it next week. But I said, yeah, I can help you if you give me the authority. He said, well, I grant you the authority. So I said, in the, now, now there, there's, there's <laughs> I, I didn't need to go over to the house. I just said, uh, I, I, I said, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command those demon spirits that are operating in that house to cease and desist in their operation and leave the premises. That's all I said. Didn't feel goosebumps. Didn't feel, no, woo, didn't feel nothing. That's, I just said that in the name of Jesus. Made that faith command. Command the devil. Leave that place. The demons, leave that place. And I tell you what, he came back and he said, ever since I gave that command, no more rapping on the walls. None. Nothing. Isn't that something? Praise God. Now, I'm not anything. I just, it's the authority that we have in the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, you need to realize that. Most Christians don't, don't, <laughs> That I've dealt with, they don't they don't realize these things as they should. We need to be aware that these things are real. We don't need to, you know, overemphasize them or spend too much time on it. But when the devil rears his ugly head, you want to. I tell you what, you want to, uh, you want to, uh, you want to understand some things about him and, and understand the authority. I remember Lester Summerall telling the story that that when he'd come here to the United States and, and in the later years of his ministry was based, I believe, here in the United States, and he said he'd have people from all over the country bring um, uh, uh, demon-possessed demon people 
to him because they would say, well, we, we go to our church, but our church doesn't, they don't understand anything about the devil and demons. They can't, they can't help us. You know, like the disciples, we talked about it a moment ago, couldn't, couldn't help the guy that brought his, uh, his son to him. The demon possessed. And Lester Summerall said he, he'd have people from all over the country. They'd, they'd seek out where he was and, and, uh, they'd bring in the demon possessed to him. See, he, he understood about the devil. He understood about demons. He understood his authority. He did. And he said that these people would come in and say, you know, Brother Summerall, I, 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 you know, I've taken my, my, my loved one here to different places and they, they can't help. They don't even believe in the devil or they believe, they know that he exists, but they don't understand their authority. And again and again, he said, he, he just make, he said, in the name of Jesus, come out of him. Just, you know, and, uh, those demons that leave and the people get set free. Isn't that wonderful? But these things are very real. But I, I'll tell you this story. Uh, I remember years ago, uh, my wife and I, uh, we bought a certain house and, uh, we, uh, uh, right before we moved in, uh, uh, and, and just to be as honest with you as I, as I can be, I guess down in the depths of my spirit, I never really ultimately had peace with it, but we, we did it. And, uh, just being honest, truth, whole truth, nothing but the truth. And, uh, we, 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 we bought the house. And I remember the night before we moved in. Uh, I was there alone and, uh, we we're going to move in the next day and it was dark outside. It was, I don't know, maybe 9.30 at night. I don't know. I was there by myself. And I'm going to tell you what, the hair was standing up on the back of my neck. There was something not right and fear. You talk about being able to sense demonic power. Fear, it was like fear is like fear. I don't know how else to describe it to you. So the next day, uh, her and I, we, uh, we, 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 uh, took our authority in the name of the Lord Jesus and commanded anything, any demonic power that was operating there to cease and desist in its operation, leave the premises, you know, not operate. I, I don't think we said, I don't remember, we just it can't operate while we're there. That's what it was. And you know, we lived there, I guess, about 15 years. And I never sensed that anymore. That, that hair stand up on the back of my neck. Well, the night before we, we, had, we, well, we had moved out and, uh, we had some people that came in from the church and very nice people helped paint some things and whatnot. But the very last night I was there again all by myself. And that same thing I had felt 15 years before my hair was standing up on the back of my neck. And if you talk about fear, same thing, 15, that I felt 15 years before. I was glad I was getting out of there. And so we moved out. And so, okay. So, uh, I guess maybe a year or so went by and I got a call from the real estate agent who sold us. He was our agent when we bought it and when we sold it. And I, I've known him since, you know, I was in high school. Actually, since I was in elementary school. And, uh, anyway, he calls me on the phone and he says, Terry, he says, I've, he said, I got to talk to you. I've got the most, bizarre thing to ask you he said i'm almost embarrassed to ask you this but he said i gotta do it he said i he said i i need to uh i i, I well actually i forgot to tell you this i forgot to tell you this uh it may be going long but you can pause me and pick me up later but i forgot to tell you this interesting after uh we had bought it 
He came to me and he said that before the land was subdivided into subdivisions, a farmer owned that property. And his, uh, his, his, I believe it was one of his children, I believe it was his son had, had, had died very young. And if I'm not mistaken, and they, they buried his body on that particular lot in which our house was situated all these years later. And, and I don't remember all the details of it, but when the subdivision was bought, I think they exhumed the body and, but actually we, we, we had found a, a gravestone on it, uh, and, 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 you know, this after we'd bought it, when I was out cutting grass, I found a grave headstone, but apparently the body had been exhumed and removed, but the gravestone was still there. Anyway, he's telling me this after we bought it. I said, why didn't you tell me that before? Well, he found it out after we had bought it and the deal was done. So anyway, so we had bound up anything demonic there, you know, and sorry, I told you that. So anyway, so after we move out, he calls me on the phone. He says, I got, Terry, I got to ask you this. I said, all right, what? He said, well, he said, when you lived there uh, over the last 15 years, did you ever have any like manifestations of, of ghosts or, or anything like that? He didn't know to call it demonic. He said, like ghosts or any, any paranormal activity. <laughs> I said, well, I said, no. I said, I, I said, no, not while we lived there, nothing. He said, well, the new people that moved in, they've lived there about a year now, give or take. He said that strange things are happening in the house and lights are being turned on and lights are being turned off and, and, and things are being moved around in the rooms and whatnot. And he said, can, can you explain that at all? And I said, no, I can't. I just told him what I told you about how, how we, uh, you know, I sensed that before we moved in and sensed that when we moved out. But see, why did I share that story? These things are very real. Apparently, there was something demonic operating there. But when Diane and I moved in, we bound that thing up in the name of Jesus and it did not operate as long as, see, as long as we had authority there, it could not operate. And as long as we were there because we bound it up in the name of the Lord Jesus, it could not. Now, you can believe it or not. I'm just telling you what happened. But it couldn't operate while we were there. But no more than we had had relinquished the authority. See, while we had authority there, it couldn't operate. Once we relinquished that authority, then that thing, it started manifesting itself that, that last night I was there. And then those people, you know, that came in afterward, they they were dealing with it. See, they didn't know what we knew about binding up demonic power. And then they, they had to deal with it, you know, so... You know, I, how do you disclose something like that? I, I had, I couldn't have disclosed it. I didn't operate while we were there and you can't just go by, you know, feeling, you know, hair stand up on the back of your neck. So there's nothing to disclose. But, but, you know, looking back at it after it all happened, you can see, wow, this, can a house be haunted? Sure it can. But, you know, if you have authority over it, you can bind it up. Isn't Jesus wonderful? Well, praise God. Interesting stuff, isn't it? Thank God we, uh, we've learned some things about the authority of the Lord Jesus. We know some things about the devil. We're not ignorant of his devices. And I tell you what, we can we can take authority over him in Jesus' name and run him out. Hey, let's close right here in Acts 19. I know I've gone a little long, but it's all right. Interesting stuff, if nothing else. <laughs> Acts 19, verse 30. Now, actually, I read this to you last week about those seven sons of Sceva, so I'm not going to read that again. But uh, But I want to close with this. Look at Acts 19, verse uh, uh, 18. It says, And many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. 
also many of those who had practiced magic. You know, there's people that practice magic. There's really, there's real witches. There's real warlocks. There, there really are. There's covens of witches. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was working at a, at a, uh, well, I was working at uh, a certain, I won't call the name of it, but I was working at a certain place back when I guess I was in my uh, uh, very early 20s. And I was sitting at, at the front desk and uh, uh, this lady comes in and she had been told over the phone that she couldn't, couldn't do a certain thing by somebody that was an authority there. And she came in and I was sitting at the front desk and she asked me if she could, I don't know, do a certain, I don't know what it was, but uh, she wanted to do a certain thing at this, at this place. And it was, you know, I, I don't know, she wanted to go into a certain area or something and they told her she couldn't go in or whatever it was. And boy, she got mad as a wet hornet. And she said to me, she said, so you're not going to let me go? And I said, I said, no. I said, the leadership won't let you go. I'm not going to let you go. And she said, well, let me tell you something, Buster. She said, I'm a witch. And she, I tell you what, she didn't have to do much to convince me. But she said, no. She said, I read, and she told me that she was a member of a coven. She said, I'm going to put a curse on you. And, and, and she said, and I'm going to put a curse on you and you're going to die young. Oh, really? I said, well, what God has blessed, nobody can curse. Glory to God. Didn't bother me a bit. Look, all these years come and gone. Didn't bother me a bit. But these things are real and uh, uh, they really are. But look, many of those who practiced magic, if you're out there and you're doing that, get out of that. Get Stop serving the devil. Come over and serve Jesus. Glory to God. The devil, when he gets done with you, he'll throw you under the bus. But Jesus won't. But practice magic. Notice they brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted up the value of them and it totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. Look, and I heard Lester Summerall say this because, again, he came from, he ministered in foreign lands. And I heard him say this. He said, be careful of the stuff you bring in your house. Absolutely. Be careful. Uh, I already said, watch the, be careful the kind of movies you bring into your house. Be careful of things you watch. Don't watch Amityville Horror. Don't watch The Exorcist. Don't watch horror movies. Don't watch vampire movies. Don't watch those kinds of things because you're just inviting the devil into your house. Lester Summerall, he said, watch the kind of artifacts you have in your house. I know I've, I've been to people's houses and they'll have, you know, like a, a, a statue of Buddha set up and they, they're, they're not Buddhist, but they're, they're, you know, they just got like, it's a decorative thing. I wouldn't let that in my house. Or he said different things from foreign lands that people bring, bring into their homes. And he said, demonic power can attach itself to those things. And I, I, I believe it. So be careful of the things you have in your house. And by the way, I meant to say this a while ago. If you're moving into a new house or a, a house you buy, whatever you do, take authority over that house and, 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 and take authority in the name of the Lord Jesus and forbid demonic power to operate there. Just like Diana and I did. I tell you what, you'll be glad you did. And, uh, uh, but, but be careful of the kinds of things you have in your house, really like a Ouija board, those kinds of, don't let that stuff in your house. It is nothing funny about it get rid of it whatever you do get that kind of stuff out tarot cards those kinds of things get rid of all of that absolutely don't read the horoscopes don't have nothing to do with that stuff because it's demonic i tell you what you can open yourself up to demonic power but these people practice these things but the power of god was greater they got saved they got they brought their books they confessed their sins they brought their 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 books and burned them glory to god and uh 
And, and so the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. And that's a good verse to end this on. The power of God, the word of God is mightier than the devil and the fallen angels and the demons. And the word of God is more powerful. The name of Jesus is more powerful. So I tell you what, let's run with God. Let's run with the word of God. Let's run with the name of Jesus. And we'll prevail and be victorious in life. Well, can you say amen? I trust you can. If you're out there and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, there's really a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. So repent of your sins. Call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You'll miss hell one day. You'll make heaven and you'll and God will make your life worth living in the meantime. Okay, I've enjoyed teaching you on the spirit realm. We'll pick up next, next week right here on Realms of Authority. And I think it'll be a blessing to you and enlightening. God bless you. See you then. Bye-bye. <music>